next to Hitler's. I usually started to move around the room at this point, walking over to the window to look out at the athletic fields where the Loring High football and baseball teams held their practices. With my back to the students, I'd say, Of course, it turns out this woman had smoked all the way through her pregnancy, and according to some, drank hard liquor, too. It was illegal in Mississippi back then, but you could get booze from bootleggers, and more than a few people thought she did, though they weren't sure how, given that she was poor and broke. These days, knowing a lot more about the effects of smoking and drinking on fetuses in utero, we might want to add her own name to the list of folks responsible for this. We might put her mom's name up there, too, because when she found out her daughter was pregnant, she told this troubled young woman to get out of the house, that she and her husband couldn't feed any more mouths. I'd always turn around and face them before making the next statement. Depending on whether or not you subscribe to a religious worldview, and I know most of you do, you might even want to add God's name to the list we began with Adolf Hitler, because the temperature in the Delta on June 7, 1944, was 104 degrees, and nobody had air conditioners then. Women's bodies are already under plenty of stress during pregnancy, and immediately prior to delivery, this particular young woman displayed the symptoms of heat stroke. The last suggestion never failed to make them uncomfortable. Twenty-five bodies changed position, shifting in their seats, shuffling their feet. Nobody cared if you laid a few more deaths on Hitler's doorstep, and as for the young woman herself, well, she should have known better than to smoke and drink. But most of the kids in my classroom, black and white alike, had been washed in the blood, just like I had. And while the blood had long ago washed off me, they were still covered with it. You know what you could do, though? I'd say, stepping over to the board to pick up a piece of chalk that I started bouncing off the palm of my hand. You could do what a good historian does. Note all the available facts, create as full a picture as possible, then conclude that on the day after D-Day, between two and three in the afternoon, five babies born to a 19-year-old woman named Mary Ethel Benson, whose husband Charlie was in France where he'd win the Medal of Honor, died in Belzoni, Mississippi. From the looks on their faces, you could see I'd sold them my argument, just as I'd sold it to myself. In 1860, there were 7.24 slaves for every free person, all of these being white, in Loring County. And even though a lot of African Americans left the Delta in the 1920s and again in the years after the Second World War, the racial balance has remained remarkably stable. In 2006, the county was 70% black, while the town of Loring itself was 68%. You could see this history reflected in the faces, bodies, apparel, and accoutrements of the students arrayed in the bleachers for the opening assembly of the fall semester. About 70% were black, most of them dressed in standard-issue Walmart clothes. The white kids, on the other hand, wore designer jeans, with the girls favoring what my twin daughters, both at Ole Miss now, had taught me were called cap-sleeve t-shirts, 
double-layer tanks, and peasant skirts. They carried brand-new Jansport backpacks, and the majority had driven their own cars to school, whereas their black classmates either walked or rode the bus. You could tell that many of the black kids, and a few of the white ones as well, had starch-heavy diets, though our free lunch program tried to serve healthier fare. Except for a few athletes who tended to flock together regardless of color, the races didn't mix much at assemblies. The white kids clustered high up in the bleachers, reversing the order that prevailed in movie theaters when I was a boy. Our principal, Ramsey Coleman, walked to the lectern directly under the basket at the far end of the court. He's a likable guy, who took a lot of flack a few years ago for looking like Johnny Cochran, folks asking if he'd found any bloody gloves lately. Like me, he'd recently turned 50.